Hello, and thank you for joining us for episode two of season one of the In Pursuit of podcast. Our guest is Wendy Floyd Reynolds, and she is a mother, wife, and author. She is the author of Two Raya with Love, co-author of Soul Talk 2, and the owner of Focus Inc. Group, LLC. She is an Indie Arthur Legacy Awards nominee who currently resides in Savannah, Georgia, but also has deep roots in Miami, Florida. Wendy is a two-time graduate of Savannah State University and a certified healthcare leader at one of the largest healthcare facilities in Savannah. Wendy's journey as a writer began in 2017, but this dream has been a lifetime goal for her. Wendy hopes her journey inspires others to reach for their dreams, and through journaling with her interactive Focused Ink community, she hopes to reach the world. So, hi, Wendy. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Hi, Lena. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So, I invited you here because you are an author. You are a wonderful woman. I got a chance to meet you while I lived in Columbus, Ohio, and you just have such a great spirit. And I wanted you to like, let us know your story about what you're in pursuit of. So tell us just a little bit about yourself and about Focus Inc. Well, uh, being a woman and a mother, I feel as if I do so much, Um, but I am... And I'm a healthcare manager by day and a struggling writer by night. <laughs> I guess you could call me like Clarnesha Kent or something. Um, <laughs> but um, that's basically, you know, what I do on a day-to-day healthcare. And then I'm an aspiring writer. I am a writer because I, I have two projects out. Yeah. And um, Focus Inc., born a few years back but it wasn't until I'm gonna say about last year year before um that I decided to take my dream of becoming a writer and turn it into a reality with focusing LLC and that's about me right there okay and so I know you've spoken before about how it was always kind of in the back of your mind that you wanted to write you wanted to be a writer what was the catalyst or what made you say, okay, now I am starting? Well, I had been toying with the idea of me actually being a writer for years, but it wasn't until the loss of Terea J. Garvin, which the first book is inspired um, on or about her, that I really decided to become real about being a writer. You know, she passed away in 2016 at the age of 16, and I knew she had so many dreams and, and aspirations. And of course, due to her life being cut short, she wouldn't be able to f- fulfill those dreams. So I decided to use the inspiration that is Terea and get out there. And instead of dreaming about being a writer, just, you know, I decided just to be one, no matter who it made sense to, mm-hmm. including myself. I just have so much self-doubt. I just started to believe in me. And from that belief grew my first project, Terea with Love. Okay. And so what, I'm just curious, what made you say, you know, um, Terea's passing, this is what is speaking to me to, to be my first project. Was it anything in particular? Well, it was just, I knew 
I, I had known her since she was five or six. And so throughout the years, her mom had told me so many stories about her and going to college and everything. And she just had this big life planned ahead mm-hmm. of her. And so when she lost her life, I thought about, wait a minute, I'm sitting here, you know, middle age, and I've wanted to do so many things for years, but I'm just not doing it. I'm not, I'm just basically here. So I was like, you know what? if she had the dream to go out and she was determined to do it, she was going to do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I got I to gotta get out there and I got to just start writing. So I just, that's what really pushed. That was the moment that pushed me. So her life, even though it was short, was your motivation. Yes. That's awesome. And so how did her family feel about you saying, I want to do this project and I want to, you know, use Terea as my motivation to write and for this book? Well, at first, I didn't tell them what my plans were the first draft to share with them. And once I did, they loved it. They were on board and um, they were on board with what I wanted to do, which was basically help to ensure that Torea's name lived on in the form of a book. It was basically my tribute to her, a tribute to a life well lived. Mm -hmm. Um, Her parents are still in love with the fact that, you know, it's my mission to spread the inspiration that is Terea. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. So within that project, and you also have another project that you you completed, and I'm sure many others, do you feel like there are particular unique struggles as a Black female author that you face? Well, I'm constantly, as a Black female author, just trying to find a way to stand out, but also learn from those who have already walked, you know, the path that I'm on. So the struggle at times is me trying to fit in in a pretty saturated, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stand out in a pretty saturated market. Which is, it's kind of funny because just if you think about podcasts or just so many industries now, right now, like it, <laughs> everyone is doing it. So mm-hmm. you do have to find your niche and find what makes it special to you because then right. you will be unique in a way. Um, so throughout your you figuring out, I want to pursue this, did you have support from your family? Did they say, oh, you want to think about this? I know you're working full time. Were people kind of apprehensive about telling you to go ahead and pursue it? No. Um, yeah, I had no pushback. It was all support. My husband had been pushing me for years. Like when I finally decided he was ecstatic about it. He was like, he was gung ho about the idea of me writing. Awesome. So which leads me to kind of another question. So how do you balance life? Like, Well, you clearly say you're like, I I live live two lives, but how do you balance being a wife, mother, and a professional? And in your professional career, you're a manager as well, correct? Right, right. Yeah, so that's like a, that's, you're, that's like being a, a caretaker of a whole nother family. How do you manage it all? How, well, I manage work and home with lots of meditation okay. and prayer and sometimes wine. And I will say, though, that I have a strong family support system, which helps when trying to balance so many Mm -hmm. hats. So family 
support, especially support from my husband helps in, you know, me trying to balance it all. Awesome. And so, like you already said, he was very supportive. Do you feel like it takes away, like, does he have to kind of overextend himself to, like, come into your world and assist you? Is it, like, a strain on all of you? Or not a strain, but does it cause Mm -hmm. you all to kind of alter your life in the pursuit of this dream? No. No. Good. Mm -mm. No, not at all. It's, it's a, it's, he, he works for himself. So it's easy to kind of balance it all um, at times like when I've had to go out of town for certain events. Um, a lot of times he's there and able to support me or if he's not able to go, then he's able to stay at home with our son. So it, it balances out well. Awesome. Well, that's great. That's great that you have that flexibility. Now, is your job flexible with you when you have to do these things that involve you know your promotion or your traveling for your book super flexible that's the one thing I do love about my job is how flexible it is and you know some of my co-workers they, they they're like when do you even have time to write <laughs> but it's just it's it's at times it can be stressful but for the most part it's a pretty um great place to work okay. And super flexible. And so in the beginning, when this was like your seed and you were starting to write, did you kind of, did you let your company or your leader in on what you were doing? Because sometimes that could be kind of iffy. You're like, do I want to let you into this aspect? Or if I do need time or now, are you, are you going to let me take it knowing that I'm doing this other project? (laughs) Like, So were you comfortable initially with kind of divulging that information? Um. In the beginning, I didn't mention it because it was a super, super, it was like a little love child. It was like so (laughs) in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But then once I put the book out, yeah, I let them know. Um, They've been super supportive. And the good thing about where I work at, it's like basically your time is your time. So nobody really asks like, where are you going? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? It's just like, we're able to just put our PTO in and we're good to go. So I, God bless. <laughs> I have not, thankfully, have had that trouble or issue up until okay. now. That is a blessing. And it is. Do you feel like um, you want to eventually, you know, not work a nine to five? Is is that your goal? Or do you enjoy kind of what you do? I, I know some professional women or professionals who also have you know, their entrepreneurial efforts are like, I enjoy working for my job. So is I, yeah, I really, I really enjoy, this is the thing to be honest is going to work is stable, you know, at, at the moment. So it's a good thing. I really like it. I, um, even more than really like I, I love going to work and I love the people that I work with, What in the future, I don't know what it holds. Would I, not work a nine to five, if I could pursue and just, you know, focus ain't 24 seven. And it, it was bringing in enough money to, um, substantiate what I needed in Mm -hmm. life, then I would, but, but I do know too, sometimes it takes for you to actually put in more work in order to make your business work for you. So it's a, it's a crazy balancing act again. 
It really and, is. Um, just I know, like, and focusing is like so. I feel like things are always posted. You're very connected with your audience. Just where do you find the time to do that? Because aside from, <laughs> aside from like writing and you know scheduling things in regards to your business, you are very connected. How do you do that, or what are your strategies for that? I try to stay engaged, you know, by making sure I'm on social media daily and actually connecting with the audience. So really jumping on daily helps to just ensure that I capture those responses. At this point, you know, I don't have like a million followers, so it's easy to Uh kind of keep up with. But even just having a small audience, people are engaging, people talk and they, they make comments. And so it's a lot, social media can be draining, but um, I just try to jump on as often as possible throughout the day and um, definitely daily. Sometimes on Sundays, I kind of fall back off of it and kind of just reevaluate my soul. <laughs> um, but other than that, <laughs> I try to just jump on daily and just try to grab as many comments as I can and, you know, talk back and forth with anybody who's willing to right. talk. And I, another, like, cause you said, you're like, I gotta like step back and reevaluate my soul. And so it's important. Like, I think as important as connecting with your audience, it's very important to disconnect sometimes. Uh, and yes. so you, which you mentioned meditation. So um, I just think that's something we forget, especially when something is new. We're like, I got to hit it. I got to make sure, you know, um, I'm doing this, that and the other. And we kind of forget to connect. Was there ever a moment where you you feel like you got lost in that and you had to remind yourself to do so? Um, I think from time to time, you know, I, I will. I'm like, ooh, I have to post. I have to post. I have to post. And then I, I have a reality check mm-hmm. every week. <laughs> Or every two weeks, I'm like, okay, I need a moment. And then I'm not even going to pick up this phone today. I'm not going to check Facebook. I'm not going to look at Instagram. I'm not going to look at anything. Because really, social media, sometimes, you you know, you you log in and you can just scroll. And you you scroll. You can get lost in it, I know. So, I'm learning the older I get, you have to take time for yourself. You have to have those moments of just... I guess a Wusa moment, you just you have to have those moments or days. You really do. So you are from the South. You were originally from Savannah, correct? Yes, okay. I am from Savannah, but raised in um, Florida as well. Um, I kind of went back and forth between Miami and Savannah oh, growing up. Okay. Um, and just like how was that environment growing up uh, I guess in both places did it do you think it shaped you and kind of how you operate now in terms of uh, just being a creator and everything like that um I I think it shaped me it definitely shaped me um being back and forth uh, the, the the difference between you know going to school in Savannah and going to school in Miami, um, totally different. Uh-huh. Um, in Miami, you know, I was able and had to deal with um, a larger Hispanic population. And so learning how to navigate through just 
culture, so much culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was different in being in Miami and being in Savannah, you know. So Savannah was more so just the white, quote unquote, you know, white black dynamic. So in Miami, like, which I've heard because I have like a friend that grew up in the Florida area says like sometimes the Hispanic people are racist to the black people. Did you experience that? Um, you know what? It is. It's crazy because in Miami, if you if you speak Spanish, you may not get your McDonald's because you go and everybody speak Spanish a large Hispanic population and then they kind of look at you like why don't you understand what I'm talking about like you have to assimilate to us (laughs) right you can go to Publix and um where's bread you know what owl is bread on and um no they have to get helped somebody else has to come and try to help you it's it's great it's a total different the dynamic there is one that you have to be there to experience it you really do okay you really do and so um being in the south in savannah did you do you feel like you experienced any prejudice or um any anything of that nature i wouldn't say i experienced any direct prejudice however in my career i felt I've been overlooked or looked down upon, you know, I've been made or the attempt has been made to, you know, make me feel inept, but you have to try to rise above it, but it happens all the time. It still happens now. Okay. And interestingly enough, like, since you said that you attended Savannah State University and HBCU, did that help you with experiencing that prejudice where people you know you said like they tried to make you feel like you were in an app or you were overlooked did that impact you truly shaped me as an individual because prior to university I had attended colleges that were um, predominantly white like I went to Kennesaw State University um and so when I when I went to Savannah State University I finally felt like I had found some place that I truly belong. Um, Savannah State is a place where I began to grow and excel because I, I honestly felt like the organization was vested in me as an individual, right. as a black woman. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. do you think that influenced you to then step on your own and say, I want to be an author, I want to run my own business? Do you think that was a part of it? Just being in that space where you felt like people were invested in you and encouraging you? You know, Savannah State gave me that I started to feel like a powerful woman, you know, at that point. That's what Savannah State did for me because I started to become, I started to come in contact with women, black women that were, that had master's degrees, that were out and and doing things great. I met my um, college mentor who had, um, you know, come from Detroit, um, Kai, um, she had come from Detroit and she came to Savannah and she was going to Savannah um, College of Arts and Design that is a very prestigious college. And it was just like, you just saw women that, and she was a, a professor at Savannah State when I met mm-hmm. her and she was just doing something great. And it was just like, wow, you know, I could be great too. The, 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 the part of me that wanted or drove me to start the business came from more so my inner circle um 
I have a lot of people around me, including my husband, that are just, you know, business owners, just dabble in this and that until I guess you just strike an iron. It's like, oh, I got it, you know. And so that kind of pushed my drive to start my own business. Okay. And so you completed Soraya with Love. That was your first project, correct? That was your first one. Yeah. And I didn't get to mention, but Terea would love that first project. That book is a journal book and it basically, it just takes the reader through like 16 steps to stand in their greatness. And, you know, each chapter I give a personal experience and a life lesson and an opportunity for the reader to journal about their own experience. So that was the first book. And then, um, I journeyed and, um, I said, I'm going to keep going and keep pushing. And then I was, um, given the opportunity to join, um, Soul Talk okay. too. Okay. Excellent. Cause I was going to ask you to lead us into that. Tell us about Soul Talk, uh, too. Okay. Um, Soul Talk too, uh, is a collaboration with Cheryl Pollock Williamson, um, who I believe is a visionary author and entrepreneur who has helped so many become authors. Um, although, you know, Soul Talk 2 wasn't my first project. It was the first project where I honestly felt from publishing to release, the process was done in excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much, um, let me see, it's 21 authors when we all came together from different parts of United States and we come together we share our stories of triumph from racism to suicide to dysfunctional families to my chapter which talks about putting the work in after even after degrees Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it was it was such a wonderful collaboration that I'm really happy to be a part of and all, all film female authors in the beginning, it was going to be all female authors, but one guy slid in, so, <laughs> um, Mr. Uh, Terry uh, Richardson, he slid in there. So it's 20 women and one one lone guy. Okay, awesome. <laughs> and did you feel any more or less pressure working on this book that had this compilation of artists? No, I felt, I mean... Yeah, I felt pressure in a sense of, okay, I was, I had a, okay, I had a timeline that I was being expected to meet by the, you know, everybody in the group had to meet this timeline. So I felt Uh that sense of pressure um, because when I worked on my own individual project, it was just me kind of, you know. You set your own timeline. Correct. So that part I felt pressure, but I was so happy. The support, we had conference calls. We, we spoke to each other. We, um, we got to know each other um, prior, like all of us. When we finally met each other, it's like we knew each other from so much of, you know, communication back and forth before the book um, was released. That sounds like a great project. And I know that you guys did a tour when the book was newly released. Yes. Will there be any more tours? Do you guys do anything else together where you meet up and sell your books and interact with the readers what I've noticed and what's happening is individual we're so stretched apart um a lot of times you see those that are in the same area are mostly connected 
like myself and Dion Selby, we're both, um, she's in North Carolina. I'm here. Even before the book was released, we got together and we did a book signing on um, her book and my book prior to Soul Talk 2 coming out. And um, I'm looking forward to working with her again in the future. So I've noticed that the closer you are in proximity, the easier it is to kind of get together and do right collaborate and yeah do events together okay Mm -hmm. so what between your first project your second project and any future what have been your main struggles as a writer well just taking the time to just write you know self-doubt has always been a struggle of mine but you know I try to remain positive and beat those self-doubt vibes out at the door um Mm -hmm. but you know that's just a constant struggle for me um just belief in myself Uh, but mostly my struggles are just finding the time to put the pen to the pad just taking the time out the day and writing and I always wondered uh what like what methods do you do writers kind of employ to make themselves right or is it just like <laughs> all of us like when we had a paper due it's like yes. you, you either procrastinate or you yes. know, or you <laughs> exactly exactly like well, for for soul talk 2 um there was no I'm going to say there was no possible procrastination. Yes, there still was because I had a deadline and it was like, my mind was busy in the beginning, then it kind of went blank. And then it's like right before that deadline is like, you got to get this out. You got to get this out. So, but I had a deadline with Terrell with love. It was, I just, I took my time until I was just done. Um, But so I kind of like the pressure of having those deadlines because sometimes when you put a, deadline on yourself if you're not or something else comes up it trumps writing so you really have to be adamant about sitting down and writing okay and what advice would you give anybody who came up to you and says I want to be a writer where do I start what do I do what's your advice well definitely piggybacking off of what I mentioned even for myself is just just starting just just write, you know, write down your thoughts, write down those crazy characters in your head and create, you know, no matter what it is, you just have to start somewhere, pin the pad or fingers to the keyboard, just start writing, you know, find an, an um, awesome publisher who sees um, and believes in your vision. Or if you're self-publishing, do your research, do your research to ultimately put out an amazing project. And just because you said like you you're always writing it just made me think of this question are you like at dinner sometimes and you're like I have an idea let me write this down is that always happening with you to you? It, you you know when it happens for me is I'm in the shower and then um two places it happens for me I'm in the shower I'm in the bed and then it it pops in my head and then I just pull up my phone and I send myself a text and then it's like okay yeah I get that often like uh, I was just talking to my manager the other day and she was like, I just do a quick voice record and I save it there. But I feel like a lot of our good ideas come to us when we're in the bed. You know what? Maybe that's what I should start doing, a voice record, because really what I do is I pick up the phone and then I text myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> so sometimes it's a really long text. <laughs> but um, it's 
Yeah, if you don't do it, then you lose it. You will. You will. Yeah. And sometimes, to be honest, it's not connected to anything. Sometimes it's a um, solitary, you know, a solitary thought, just, you know, something that I think is good. I'm like, this, I have to get this down. Right. Let me, let me jot this down. Let me save this to revisit okay. it. But if you go to sleep, it's over. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> go back to sleep. Do you see for yourself as a writer and for Focused Ink? Um, I see myself writing for plays, TV shows, movies. I mean, big things. But in the near future, I really see myself um, putting out another book, another solo project. Um, Focus Inc., the business, I just know it's, it's going to thrive as I just dive into more of my passion for kids and their mental health. Um, I'm working on a certification to solidify my foundation and being able to mentor our youth. I'm going to continue to push uh, my journaling with Focus Inc. sessions in 2019, where I just, you know, take groups and we just journal and work on our goals until we meet our goals. And, you know, basically just continue promoting my brand, Focus Inc., um, which includes the graphic tees and the frames, just promoting being focused and proud about it. Awesome. Awesome. So can you said you're working on your next project or, you know, you will have another one coming out. Can you let us in a little bit on maybe what that will be about or what the genre will be? Um, I, I think I'm staying in the same lane as before. I don't know if it's going to be like Terrell with Love where It'll be a journal book. I'm not sure. I kind of like journaling, so it may I may stay in that lane, but it's basically still going to be about uh, a personal journey, me and, you know, what I've been through and some of the things that I've learned, and I'm going to mix some poetry in there with it. Okay. So, yeah, that's where I am, but again, it's sitting down and getting it done. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, and where can people find your books? Where can people find Focus Inc? Where can people find you? Focus Inc. Everything Focus Inc. is Focus Inc. I-N-K. So the focus is with the E-D. So focusinc.com, Focus Inc. at Gmail. If you want to contact me, you can find me on all social media platforms, IG, Twitter, Facebook, Focus Inc. And I promise you, Wendy will be, she is very interactive. I love looking at your posts. I like, I, I literally, I am all every day. I'm like, oh my gosh, she is on it. I love I it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. <laughs> so I want to thank you for coming on this podcast. I want to let the listeners know we had a lot of technical difficulties, <laughs> but we Wonderful pushed though. through. Yes. We, we pushed through. Yes. <laughs> So thank you for uh, being my guest and I look forward to talking to you and seeing all of your future projects. Thank you for having me today. I can't wait to hear the podcast and what's next for you as well. Your next episode. Thank you. The In Pursuit Of podcast is created and produced by myself, Alina Melton. The podcast is available on all of your favorite platforms. Please follow the show's Instagram page at underscore in pursuit of. 
For questions, comments, show or guest suggestions, please email immpursuitof at gmail.com. Also, please like, follow, and share the page as well as the podcast. And check out our blog posts. I promise they're good reads. Thanks for listening and don't forget to write a review.